By the time you hear this podcast, you can't fight the moonlight. To, by the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And uh, we wouldn't dare fight the moonlight. Wouldn't no. We? Guess who produced this? Max Martin? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> it sounds like it was produced by Max Martin. Get out of here. I got this. Trevor Horn. One Mr. Trevor <laughs> Horn produced this. I forgot. Yeah, it's on the it's on that playlist. Yeah, <laughs> for that episode, I forgot about. That. So yeah, um, welcome to. By the time you hear this podcast, thank you to everyone who's listened and downloaded so far. Um, I know we've we've been, we've been off for a while. Um, we have lives. We have lives yeah. to lives to lead. Day jobs. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are. Um, Still glad that you are sticking with us and downloading and listening, telling people about it. Uh, We are not on Facebook Live for this episode. Um, I'm tired. (laughs) I feel haggard. Haggard. I want to be on camera. Um, But uh, if you do want to follow us on Facebook or tell someone where we can be found on Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. That's also our website by the time you hear this.com both spelled with the word you Y O U. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at by the time you hear this with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And that is also the spelling for our email address 
by the time you hear this at gmail.com. You can send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, you uh, can send your music to us and we'll play it and discuss it for no extra charge. Yeah. And if uh, you're listening to us on the go, as you were would listen to any other podcast, and if you want to, you know, avoid uh, your coworkers at work, <laughs> you know, put your earbuds in. Uh, if you want, if you're on the your daily commute on the train or the subway, and you, you know, trying to ignore the uh, the guy who just starts dancing. Uh, or rapping, <laughs> or rapping, rapping for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, yeah. I think, but there was a video. I think it was a couple years ago. Um, the uh, there's a dude running for mayor mm-hmm. of New York, uh-huh. of New York City, and he started. He started like he tried to freestyle. Oh no, on the train, <laughs> and it's like just how any other person like everyone tries to ignore that weird person <laughs> on the train everyone was trying to ignore this guy on the train too oh god <laughs> um but if you are listening to podcasts uh you can find us on the podcast app on your iphone aka itunes if you have an android phone we are on the google music app that's where the podcasts are we're also on TuneIn, overcast Castbox. Auto Radio, Satchel Podcast Player, and any other podcast aggregate app. And if you want to uh, search for podcasts by topic, you can go to listennotes.com. It is a search engine for podcasts. Uh, so uh, anyone who uh, listens to the podcast, you can, if you look for a certain topic, you can search there. And uh, if you are a podcaster, um, and you want your podcast to, you know, come up on Listen Notes, make sure your show notes are up to par. Yeah. And as detailed as it can possibly be so people can search for it. On our last episode, we uh, talked to, we had a Because Five list of unchecked geniuses. And that is a term that we are in the process of trademarking. <laughs> so if you type in unchecked genius, you should find... Uh, or Unchecked Geniuses, you should find uh, that episode and probably our episode in which we came up with the term (laughs) about Terrence Trent Darby in April 2017 because that was the episode where we first talked about the Fire Festival. Oh! (laughs) That's so long ago. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It was only a year and a half ago. It, it felt like five. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but um, and no one's in jail yet. <laughs> no. The the dude lost the lawsuit. Is he gonna pay any of that money? I Probably don't know. He, he ain't got it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tyrell really ain't got it either. No. Um. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the show here, man. Um. Let's jump right into this, man. Uh, R. Kelly made a song. A 19-minute song, yeah. um, just a little bit too long for radio play. Well, you know, after you make <laughs> a song with, like, what, 20-something parts? It was over 30 parts. You think you can do whatever you want, <laughs> including release a 19-minute song in which you admit to a lot of BS. <laughs> he, he admitted to everything and also nothing. He didn't admit to what we wanted to hear. No. <laughs> that was just not going to happen. Of course not. That's not going to happen, no. So R. Kelly, 
uh, put out a song called I Admit It. As we've said, it is 19 minutes long. And he admits a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Some people were surprised, I guess, uh, of the things that he admitted. Some, uh, I, like me and you, he admitted a lot of things, but he also admitted nothing. Yeah. Uh, so he says that he, uh, I admit that I dropped out of school. We knew that. Yeah. <laughs> uh I meant I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know you can't read. He, says he, has, he, he got a bad contract, deal yeah. <laughs> because he couldn't read it. Yeah. And he, I admit I couldn't read the teleprompter when the Grammys asked me to present. Yeah. So he had a, a hard time with that. Um, he said he can't spell. Mm-hmm. Um, Which also made sense when you hear the beginning of... Uh, uh, some of y'all. What was he said at the beginning of ignition, the remix to ignition? Like, um, because the way oh, he's I don't said, normally do this, but let me. Yeah, I don't normally do this, but uh, let me go ahead and break <laughs> y'all with the previews <laughs> or the remix. I remember asking my sister like, why did he say previews? Like, R. Kelly can't talk. He's, he's not that smart. <laughs> previews of the remix. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he talks about he um. He slept with his best friend's girl. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, he, he, he slept with some fans. Yeah. He messes with the ladies, the both older and younger ladies. But tell me how they called me a pedophile because of that. Because the young ladies are really, really young ladies. They're not ladies. Yeah. They're girls. That's what you should have said. Yeah. I uh, said that he was molested. Um some people think that may have that that has a huge um consequence as far as like his behavior goes mm-hmm. and is that why he messed with young women i don't know um uh so they're trying to lock me up like bill so he compares himself to bill cosby calls uh, out steve harvey john legend tom yeah. joiner talking about why i want to tear another brother down because you didn't done, done some stuff Maybe you need to be torn down. Uh, he he doesn't write. He doesn't own his own music. Yeah. Uh, he does not own the rights to Bump and Grind or anything on Twelve Play. Which or is really sad. When a woman's <laughs> fed up. Yeah. He does not own the rights to that song. Uh, he has dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So he, without knowing it, signed his publishing away. It's funny because did you hear the Bomani Jones right time with um, Sir Mix a lot? Yeah, where he talked about that. Like that's he's like I held on to it. I almost sold it. I held on to it. Yeah, he almost sold the rights. The baby got back. Yeah, he said like, September 11th stopped him from doing. <laughs> I think he would have gotten like four million dollars. Yeah, like, he said it was some amount to where like, yeah, that's only temporary, man. Yeah, <laughs> so and now he's making a ton of money. So he, he licenses he licenses that song and and, a and lot. makes. Uh, continues to make money. Baby got tax. It. I think was. I don't think so. <laughs> somebody used that in there. Somebody has a commercial. Baby with that. got tax. <laughs> somebody does. If not, Jackson Hewlett, get on there. Um. Uh, he he references Spotify, taking them off their playlists. Mm-hmm. Um. 
he calls the uh, abuse allegations absurd. Um, it says, uh, say I'm abusing these women. What the fuck? That's some absurd shit. They're brainwashed, really? Kidnapped, really? Can't eat, really? Real talk, that shit sounds silly. Yeah, so I'm on Genius. Like, it's just because it is a 19-minute song. Yeah. I mean, it's like a... It's like a state of the union, man. This thing is long. <laughs> just so many lyrics. But, like, there's really nothing in here. He admits to things that we already know about him. And it's yeah. almost like, why did you even make the song if you're just going to talk about a whole bunch of things we already know about? Like, it's, it was basically, you, you, you played us. You know? So. Uh, he, and then he referenced Hugh Hefner. Yeah, Hugh Hefner got love when he died, but he's... Uh, like, he's just, it's, it's like a pity party in this song. <laughs> uh, he says he's broke. He had to stay at the Homewood Suites. Yeah. It's kind of sad. That's very Scott Stapp of him. <laughs> um, he gives back to his community. He has a nonprofit, but no one talks about <clears throat> that. That's, bro, that's probably why Chicago ain't snitched on you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's a whole lot of it's. I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of sad. It, he admitted a lot of stuff that, like you said, that we knew already. He yeah. admitted everything and nothing. Yeah. So it shouldn't be called. I admit it should be called. You already know. <laughs> now, if you would have came in here and be like, I admit, I peed on that girl. Now we talking. <laughs> Now we talking, but he, but in in that regard, I think there's uh, there's a line like, "What about the tape?" And his lawyer told him to say nothing. It was some line like that. Mm. But yeah, if y'all want to go, it's on SoundCloud somewhere. <laughs> what about the tape? I said, "Hush." I said, "My lawyer said, don't say nothing." Yeah, but I can tell you, I've been set up. I yeah, you were set up. What about Leah? I said, "Love." Mm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, if y'all want to go check that out. Um, so Lauren Hill, this Lauren Hill tour. Uh, yeah, she cancels shows on the Miseducation 20th anniversary tour. It's been 20 years since the only studio album she ever made. Still leading off of it. Yep. Uh, she canceled and postponed a lot of dates for this tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she had the reputation for being hours late for her shows, uh, but she has canceled um, yeah, seven East Coast performances. Yeah, stops in North Carolina, Florida, New Jersey, and Virginia, citing unforeseen production issues. Uh, also, this is from the New York Daily News. Uh, the performances that are in Miami, Atlanta, and Nashville were pushed until October. Mm-hmm. And, but at this point, do you want to go? Yeah, like, <laughs> like there's some tweets here that said, uh, "Someone said, them, are you going to the Lauren Hill concert? Me, yeah, but I don't even know if Lauren Hill is going." <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone also said, "Lauren Hill is a figment of your imagination." Oh God. Just, just get 
Just, <laughs> just get Wyclef. Just so it said, I got a better chance of hitting Powerball than to see her in concert. <laughs> yeah, I said, just get Lauryn Hill and Prize. Like, that's your show. Uh, and basically, this what someone says, uh, that's on you if you run and get Lauryn Hill tickets. That's basically a gamble at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it oh. is a gamble. It really is. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Be- because it is. It's... it's- and even if it's not, even if she does show up, will she play on time? Will she? Yeah. If the show starts at eight, is she showing up before midnight? Fingers crossed. That's a gamble. Yeah, man. What's the odds? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if y'all still want to go see, like, look, the album is everywhere. I feel like it's still at like you can go to Target and find yeah. Case of Lauryn Hill right now. Mm-hmm. Going to Target right now. Um, Just turn know, it on and put some buy, crowd noise. If you yeah. still buy, you know, CDs. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a, a record shop in Lil Five. <laughs> uh, actually, probably several record Criminal shops records. in Lil yeah. Five where you can get it on vinyl, and it's at the front. Yeah, it's in the display window right <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just put like some crowd noise on in the background. It'll be yeah, just like man. being there. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, that you're probably better off, man. It'll, and it's a lot cheaper. Yep. If you if somehow you don't have miseducation of Lauren Hill, but you love Lauren Hill and you want to see her in concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you can find something on YouTube. <laughs> uh, moving on to um, uh, there's a lot of buzz, I guess surrounding the release of Madden NFL 19 Antonio Brown is on the cover and I guess it's not a since I don't pay that much attention to I the last Madden I bought was Madden 16 so that was three years ago I bought 17 I believe yeah and it used to be a big deal to be on the soundtrack yeah uh, is it still I don't I don't think so now yeah not really uh, but there was a an issue, some a, a little bit of a controversy. Yeah. So uh, the rapper YG is demanding answers from Madden and or the NFL. Uh, he had a song called Big Bank that was included on the soundtrack for this year's Madden. Uh, also has Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, and Two Chains uh, on the song. And in Big Sean's verse, he mentions Colin Kaepernick's name. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, censored. Yeah. So I think there's sound here. Let's see if this works. All right, let me turn it up here. As far as uh, let's see what the sound is. The packet, your boys all cap. I'm more. I'm wearing affordable healthcare. Wow. So this is the second year in a row they've did it too. So I think that's probably what caused some of the issues. They did it last year with a song called Bars of Soap. And then this year, Big Bank. And that's how it kind of came out. So the line is supposed to go, feed me to the wolves now. I lead the pack and shit. You boys all cap. I'm more Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's also Colin Kaepernick is also not a uh, a playable character in the game. 
Is like he on the team though? I don't. Well, he's not on the team, but he would be on the free agent Agents? list. Mm. I don't think he's on that either. Yeah. So he has. He's building a really good case for um, collusion. I know that's a big word lately uh, between the teams and just with the league in general, with how hard they're trying to shut him out of things. And the, what I found out was that uh, EA has since um, issued an apology. Yeah. And basically, it was as if they felt they they didn't have the rights to put his name in there uh, because the soundtrack, the contract for the soundtrack is separate from the player's likeness and for the game. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. So basically, they took his name out because they thought they didn't have the right to put his name in a song, so or to have his song, have his name in the song and on the game. So then, would it would wouldn't that mean then for any song that mentions a celebrity? See, they would have to do that. So it, I don't, I don't buy it because I've heard like, many so, okay, songs. So we we forgot yeah. the rules. We forgot the rules for the soundtrack. I've seen many. Now, if you know they were to come out and like every mention of a person in a song were bleeped out, then maybe you, I'm following your logic. But I don't think that happens. No. So yeah. Yeah, I think it is. It's backlash. I know for a fact it don't happen on 2K. It's, I don't play Madden enough, but I know for a fact it don't happen on 2K. It's backlash because of. Um, because of who it was that was yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So if now it, you have to wonder: was it an EA decision, or was it something that the, that the NFL went to them behind closed doors and said, "You need to take his name out of here"? I would. I wouldn't put it past the NFL at all. Yeah, that, that, that's because I don't. I don't think EA comes to this conclusion on their own. I really think EA could care less, unless the, you know the product being the product being the NFL comes and says, Hey, we need you to do this. And they're like, well, you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's funny. I think that's very funny. And yeah, I don't buy it. It's a, it's a, it's a clever excuse, but I don't buy it. <laughs> no. There's too much evidence. Y'all have been doing, making this game for too long mm-hmm. and you've had soundtracks for all these years. We could we can kind of say decades at this point. Yeah, they're they're in their third decade. Yeah, of making this game. of making this game. You've had soundtracks since at when, hell when we were in round two thousand two. Yeah. So you've had you know for close to you know ten plus years, about fifteen or so years, sixteen years, you've had soundtracks. The two songs I remember that were on Madden O three. <laughs> uh. Mr. Jinx by Kurashi. Ooh. Ooh. That's a throwback. Because it's sampled uh, the Fox NFL, the old Fox NFL theme, yeah. or the CBS Sports, something like that. And the other song I remember is, uh, was it The Energy by Audio Vent on there? I believe it was. Um, I remember, and I hopefully I'm remembering the right one because this was in route, right? Yeah. So I remember, um, oh God, what was it? It was, um, Seether. Um, what was their first single? Fine Again? Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah, that was on there. Okay, go get over it. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember those two songs. I can't remember anything else though. I gotta look this up. What was on the Madden 2003 soundtrack? Um. Oh, oh no! The re- the oh, rock no. remix. Yeah. Nappy Roots. Oh boy! Um, Every day by Bon Jovi. Head P.E. Good Charlotte, the anthem. Oh man, that was when they were actually pretty good. <laughs> Andrew W.K. This was a Party really hard. short soundtrack. Yeah. Dry. Su- Walk away. Oh my God, that is me and Chris's. Song. <laughs> no one ever knows that song. <laughs> Walk away. Okay. Wow. This was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven songs. And yeah, I forgot about Body Crumbles. Dan loved that song for some reason. That song was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) That song was so awful. And uh, I'm seeing the roster errors, too. Uh, Pat Tillman was on the game, even though he had already retired to join the military at the time. Mm. Um. <laughs> but anyway, Ryan Leaf. <laughs> Ryan Leaf is on the game. Uh, if you're not a sports fan, look up Ryan Leaf and you'll have a great laugh. <laughs> you'll have a good laugh. Yeah. Uh, LeVar Arrington wasn't on the game because uh, he wasn't being represented by the Players Association. But I think he was on there as like LB number 56 or whatever <laughs> his jersey number was at the time. But anyway, uh, moving on to uh, Ben sent me a text message last week about this. I figure we talk about it on the podcast. Uh, Demi Lovato uh, had an, a heroin overdose. Yeah, which is wild. Because <laughs> I thought she was clean and sober. Yeah. Um, I think because, well, her, her documentary is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think we should discuss it sometime. I'm down. Uh, and again, I ask, what did Disney do to these kids? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's the thing, though. So, like, Selena Gomez, so well-adjusted. So well-adjusted. But, like, Demi cracked out. Um, Miley lost her mind. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Lost her mind. Raven Simone. Not claiming not to be black no more. <laughs> Orlando Brown. <laughs> Going on um, Vlad TV talking about getting hit from Raven Simone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he is on another. Like, I still don't even know if he's like real. Like, he is. If this is like, maybe this is his latest performance piece. I don't know. On a much, much. Darker... Is he playing um, uh, John McEnroe? Yeah. Oh, God. On a much, much darker note, Lee Thompson Young. I don't know. What does what he do to these kids? I they, don't know. They're performing science experiments on these kids. Like, they're just coming out crazy. And somehow <laughs> it just did not affect Selena Gomez. No. Because she came out like she's popular. I, I She has 140 million followers on Instagram. She's one of the biggest celebrities in the world. But like, And she's got to be looking at them like, damn, I'm glad I got out. <laughs> Maybe they stayed too long. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Because she did Wizards of Waverly Place and she she got out. Like, everyone else, I think, did, like, they were just in there too long. They were just in the Disney this, machine. This, this doesn't happen at Nickelodeon. No, it doesn't. 
like Nick Cannon, despite how whack he is, yeah. Wild and Out's still in the air. Like Nick Cannon's well adjusted. Victoria Justice is well adjusted. Keenan Thompson just got nominated for yeah. Emmy. Yeah. Ariana Grande. One she's of the just pop stars fi- in the she's world. Just, she's just fine, <laughs> just fine. <laughs> and this doesn't happen to Nickelodeon. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the Naked Brothers band and and Ned's Declassified, but you know, I think they're know, fine. You know what probably happened to them? They 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 got older mm-hmm. and they they just went to school. Yeah, they, they made money to go to college or something, or they started their own business. Which you've seen Ned's Declassified, right? Yeah. It wasn't was that basically scrubbed for kids? That's what everyone said. It was gross for kids. It was kind of yeah. like that, yeah. But yeah, nothing happened to them. So yeah, I don't know what Disney's doing to them. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should, maybe we can get an interview. Yeah, I'm just joking. But an interview with Selena Gomez, just like, so how did you come out normal? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else, how'd you get didn't. out? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Demi Lovato. The report is that she was in such dire condition when she OD'd, her assistant thought she was dead, and one of her bodyguards may have saved her life. This is according to TMZ. The bodyguard somehow knew there was an emergency at Demi's home a week ago. Uh, This was last week. She entered the home. Uh, We're told the bodyguard rushed to Demi's side and appeared she was not breathing, and there was blood on her pillow. Uh, That is an ominous sign because that is evidence of hemorrhaging. Yeah, and it appears there was also vomit in her airways may have been clogged. Damn. So the bodyguard administered some kind of first aid, CPR, basically. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> so is she CPR, the Nikki? She, the she new Nikki Six? Is that what we got yeah, here? Possibly. Hopefully, because I think that's what made him turn his life around. So yeah. hopefully, this makes her turn her life around, and she'll come out with an album. I, her next album is going to be so sad because after her first one, she had Skyscraper, where she's basically crying the entire song. Yeah. So we're probably going to get Skyscraper Part Two. I don't know. Um. So yeah, the uh, it said it said the article says some some sort of first day. Like she wasn't breathing. CPR. It's yeah. CPR. And she's an incredible um, talent. So I, I really do hope she is okay. And uh, the paramedics arrived. And um, the bodyguard also propped her up to clear her airway, which allowed her to breathe. Um, but yeah, with a heroin overdose, those kind of things can happen. Um, bleeding. Yeah. Uh, choking on your own vomit. Mm. I believe that's how Jimi Hendrix died. Yeah. Uh, and the paramedics uh, administered Narcan, which can reverse the effects of an overdose. Okay. Um. So she apparently fell off the wagon. There's been some reports of her of of drug abuse. Uh not really in detail of how bad it got. I mean outside of her documentary, she mentioned some stuff. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But uh apparently she it seemed like she was getting sober. Yeah. Or that she was sober and she may have fallen off the wagon months ago. So uh hopefully she she pulls through. Um, and she gets the help that she needs. Yeah. So I thought you were about to start talking about we- the Weezer thing I sent you with Toto and everything. That's what I thought you meant. That texted oh. you. Yeah. Oh, and you can yeah. say we can save that though for when the recorded uh, version comes out. Yeah. Um. So we uh, we talk about musicals sometimes if they're being produced, ones that that seem interesting. 
Uh, I think the last one we may have talked about was, um, was it Jesus Christ Superstar. Well, well, yeah, John Legend was yeah. in that and has been nominated for an Emmy. So he, he, if he wins, he's got an ego. He got, he got, he got. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we, I think as far as jukebox music, jukebox musicals go, mm. we were talking about Atlantis Morissette. Yes. Uh, I think it's already been produced. It may be in previews or in London. I'm I'm not sure, uh, but that that has been that has been done. But the next musical, jukebox musical that may be coming about, is one based on the music of one Max Martin, and it's gonna be it's gonna be nothing but hits. <laughs> it's gonna be nothing but hits. He's got 22 number one singles. So like it's gonna be almost like a big sing along. <laughs> Everyone's gonna know the songs. But is it is it gonna be like it's gonna be some hits, but how varied is it gonna be? Like, is there gonna be any S Club Seven? I don't know. Or is it just gonna be Britney? You could you know what's crazy? You could make a musical really you could pick an artist <laughs> and have, just and have the a musical. <laughs> yes, you could. You really could. I think the N Sync one might be the best one. Yeah. Or maybe the Backstreet Boys one. Or if you really want something up-tempo, maybe go with like the Kelly Clarkson, Katy Perry era, Max Martin. Um, I just, like, what do you open with? Like, what's the opening number? You know, is it since you've been gone? You know, do you make a movie about a girl who is discovering herself? And so is I Kissed a Girl? And then it goes on, like, maybe Hit Me Baby One More Time, and you recreate the scene from the video? You know, like... I don't know. And then like, you know, maybe the guy that really wants her can't get her. And so he's singing, show me the meaning of being lonely. Like there's just so many ways you can go with this. <laughs> then you can go with this. And then when he gets really confident, it's like, it's going to be me. <laughs> so like, I don't know where you go. And all of these are by the same person, people. <laughs> yeah. All of these. And then when she gets upset, she's singing since you've been gone. <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't know. There's just so many, you know, the song about her abuse um, behind these hazel eyes, you know, or because of you. Actually, no, I think because of you is Ben Moody. But like, there's so many songs you can use from him. And it's just like, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, and then when the, the boy finally gets her and they, uh, you know, she, she gives, she reveals some secret. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't care who she is or where she's from as long as she oh, loves him. As long as she... <laughs> oh man, yes, all of these, all be, of these, and but more. Before, but before then, <laughs> before then, she has some some demands. She wants you to show her love <laughs> and show her life <laughs> and show her what it's all about. Oh God. <laughs> I'm even imagining like a uh, a montage where she's out with her friends and they're having fun and they're singing 22. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling yes, people. Oh, Taylor oh, Swift didn't oh, write that. Oh, but and then he and then he's having fun with his friends and then he gets the call. Oh, do <laughs> Yes. And then they and then they break up and she feels in, she feels a little more independent. She feels stronger. That she did yesterday, and she feels like we are never, ever, ever getting back together. And she and she feels like her 
uh, she has issues with her dad. She feels overprotected. <laughs> She's not a girl. Not yeah. yet a woman. Yeah. We could we could go all day. Right? <laughs> we really could. We really who is writing this? I'm going to give him a call. <laughs> um, God, what is his name? I read it on here. David, David West Reed, best known for his work as executive producer of TV, sh- um, TV comedy Shit's Creek. Um, we'll be writing this. I don't know if it's going to be a comedy, if it's going to be serious, but like you've got everything to work with here. Yeah. <laughs> you have so like the stories basically write themselves. We didn't prepare for this. No, we didn't no, prepare we for this. We're going off the cuff. <laughs> we are going off the cuff and you can just, and these are hits. These aren't even his deep cuts. <laughs> and if it, if it goes dark, mm-hmm. if it goes dark, you know, one of them picks up a cocaine habit. <laughs> What happens when you do a lot of cocaine? You can't feel your face. <laughs> <laughs> and depending upon where it is, you can maybe even have like the weekend come out for like a special performance. Like the part of so-and-so tonight will be played by the weekend. Oh, man. And, yeah. then, and then when they get older and, you know, they've broken up, they've gotten older. But she uh, she she still has some feelings, but she's she's trying to let him move on. Mm-hmm. So she tells him to send her love <laughs> to his new lover. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I'm just trying to think. So what's the sh- what's the showstopper though? Oh, uh, the showstopper. Oh man, um, it can't be anything that's on a soundtrack. Um. It's probably it's probably got to be something like "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." I could okay, okay. Or is it "I Want It That Way"? And get like that's like what they're saying. Like that's where they reconcile. Yeah. Like I want it that way. I can just even well, imagine like, like the characters like that's her signature, like her show stopping song, yeah. and then he'll have his if it's, I want, a, if it's a, yeah. a male and a female character. He's like, I'll come back to you. But I've got some demands. This relationship didn't work out the last time just because I didn't get what I needed. And if we're going to get back together, you have to know I want it that way. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be like a, like a spoken part. You are my, my fire. fire. You are my, my desire. desire. Like you, you have to you have to speak uh-huh. some of the lines before you start <laughs> singing them, and, you know, to make this a musical. And it's like, but but no no, I don't want to hear you say, <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> you know what it can really be? It can really be like if if the if there's a male and a female character represented mm-hmm. by an artist. Yeah, the male's character, the male character. All of his songs are by the Backstreet Boys. Mm. All and of all of hers are by all of hers are by Britney Spears. There you go. There you go. That's that's actually works very well. And if you want to have multiple characters make this an ensemble piece, someone's uh, songs could they could all be Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Someone's it could all be Pink. Yep. Uh, someone it could be all. Uh, I only got two songs by NSYNC on here. Well, I was going to say, you could have the crazy party girl from Australia, from the Veronicas. You could have those songs <laughs> you did for them. <laughs> oh, this is this could go everywhere. Max Martin, 
Call us. Yeah, man. We'll write this for much less than David West Reed. <laughs> Hell, just pay us a thousand dollars less. We'll do it. <laughs> um, really quick here. Uh, so we talked about the VMAs on our last episode, and uh, the Video Vanguard Award had not been announced. So we found out it's going to be J Lo. It's going to J Lo this year um ben what do you think of that i don't i mean so of course jennifer lopez says that she felt it should have been missy elliott and i'm kind of inclined to agree like i don't you know and that no that we i don't think that's the name that we thought of last time we talked about artists that it could be i think the only the only person i could think of was lady gaga yeah like i just don't see like i like j-lo but just, I don't... Are her videos that memorable? Yeah, I don't think... I can't remember any of them other than the If You Had My Love and Waiting Cause For Tonight. Was, yeah. Cause I that, sort of remember the... What's the... Are you Ellie? Yeah, with Ja Rule. And I think there was like a basketball court or something. Yeah, and that's mainly just because she was in the pink, you know, jumper. Still uh, looks good. Jenny from the block because I think like... Oh, yeah, there was Ben some, Affleck was in there. Ben Affleck was in it and they had like the paparazzi angle. But the main the the main one I think that sticks out is waiting for tonight because of the green lasers. Yeah, I can't think <laughs> of anything else past. I don't even remember the "If You Had My Love" video. I don't remember anything about it. She was in the blue pants and she did a lot of dancing in it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, what's the one? My love don't cost a thing. I don't remember that video. I know there's a video for it, and and she had the the. The backup dancer that she married, she was married to for like five minutes. Yeah, I yeah. I'm looking at her discography to see just to see the songs, the singles. So if you have my love, no me. Okay, that one I don't. It's a Spanish song. Feeling so good, big pun and Fat Joe. Don't remember that one. Love don't cost a thing. Ain't it funny? I'm real. Um, I'm gonna be all right. Jenny from the block. All I have. I'm glad, babe. I, yeah, some of these I don't. I don't know a lot of these songs. Uh, I mean, this is stuff from like ninety nine to two thousand four. Uh, I mean, I guess at the time, <clears throat> I guess it's just looking back and and, and appreciating it. But uh, I I I'm, guess we're looking at the award differently than what MTV may be considering. Yeah, I yeah. Because we look at someone who's made memorable videos, yeah. not just. I mean, J-Lo may have a lot of yeah. them, but are they memorable? Hard for me to, to yeah. say. Because this feels more like a Lifetime Achievement Award more than a Video Vanguard Award. I think this yeah. is them talking about her career as a whole um, and not really her career as how she made you know really good music videos. And for that, I do believe, like, Missy made better music videos. Yeah. yeah. She and, and hers are more... Um, you can visualize them right away, like mm-hmm. the first one. Oh Super God, yes, yeah. <laughs> in the trash like bag, she's wearing a trash yeah. bag. Yeah, <laughs> like who thinks of something like that? Yeah, or, or even so, like Gossip Folk. You know, that was I'm, that was a good video. Yeah. I remember the one that she did with the Missy Make You Lose Control with yeah. Tommy Lee in there for some reason. <laughs> it was off the meat. It was off the rack or off the meat hook. He said off the frame. Off the frame, <laughs> courtesy of Mister Tommy Lee. The video was off the frame. Um, all of Missy's videos were good. 
I can't say the same thing about, about Jennifer Lopez. Not to mention, I when mean, she came back to the Super Bowl, there was so much buzz. Everyone got excited. The video she came out with for uh, WTF that came out last mm, year. Yeah. She wasn't. Well, she was in the video. Pharrell wasn't in the video. But they were like marionettes. And yeah. it, like, it was still a cool looking video. Yes. Uh, even though it looked like it was like hastily put together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she just makes good stuff. But, it was still a good video. Yeah. And I don't, so yeah, but yeah. All right, we'll campaign. Missy Elliott for 2019. Yeah, video we'll get on time. that right now. We'll yes. make that hashtag. <laughs> John Oliver style. <laughs> um, and last topic here. Um, ben told me that a song from the 20th century is the first song to make 500 million streams on Spotify. Today is going to be the day that you find out about this song. <laughs> By now, you should somehow realize that you were wrong. <laughs> no, so, yeah, so Oasis is the first song from the 20th century to reach 500 million plays on Spotify. Um, yeah, so, and of course, the, the question is, what's going to be next? And the top vote was uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Nope, nope, wait, never mind, because someone said now. So that was at 419, but then they said, wait, Queen, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody is at 444 million. And I bet you with the release of that movie, yeah, it's going to go up. <laughs> well, let's see where it is now. Yeah. Um, Queen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Wonderwall, and the t- really the top comment says, well, anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, where like, it makes sense. From? I can't remember. But I mean, it makes sense. It's a very popular song. It's you know one. It's an easy, incredibly easy song to learn too. Um, right, Bohemian Rhapsody's at four hundred and forty-seven million as of right now. And what was the other song you mentioned? Smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit. Which I'm surprised is not there yet. So that's kind of funny. Four hundred and twenty-one million. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought another one might be. Oh, Smashing Pumpkin's not even close. But anyway, mm. um, so yeah, I thought. Well, I thought I thought it would be something by Celine Dion. Me too. But I've just like I found a lot of those songs. But it's not even close older. with Celine Dion either. Yeah, it's like an older crowd, so they just don't. You know, yeah, they don't use that. So, <laughs> or uh, they've got CDs. You know, I check with. Share, nope, share's not even close either. Check Guns N' Roses. Since they just hit a billion streams with, uh, it's hard to hold a candle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sweet Child of Mine is closing in on 400 million. Oh, okay. They're at 399. Mm. Um, I can't really think of any other. The only other song shook me all night long. All right, let's see. AC. If that hasn't cracked 300, I'll be very sad. 176. What? What are these kids doing? The the (laughs) highest one for them is Back in Black at 268. Not complaining. I like that song a lot more, so I'm not complaining about that. Uh, Hmm, I guess these songs just aren't hitting. Not like they used to. Nope. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. All right. All right, so that'll do it for our music news. Um, we are way over the time that I wanted to get it to. But are we? I thought we were right at it. No. 
How far over? We're at 48. <laughs> oh, that's only minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. We'll, we'll get better. We're <clears> practicing, <throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Ben, tell us about your earworm of the week. Uh, my earworm is a song by Drowning Pool. It is called Tear Away. It is possibly <laughs> the most selfish song you'll ever hear, but it is such an awesome song. And um, rest in peace to the lead singer. He died. Yeah. Yeah. Right after this album, they carried on. They have a new singer, but they just never had the same success. But this song is just so awesome. <laughs> I like this better than, than Bodies. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Much it's, better. It is, it's, yeah, it, it, it makes me laugh. Just yeah. <laughs> Listen to the chorus. It's, it's hella selfish. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Tear Away by Drowning Pool from their album Center. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Can't seem to make them stay is Tear Away by Drowning Pool from their debut album Center. Only one to feature that uh, lead singer what is uh, his name? Jason Gong Jones. Yes. I was, I was just looking it up. He um, he died in 2002. No, I'm sorry. Uh I'm sorry, wrong, wrong me. That was the the lead singer after David Wayne Williams. There you go. Yes, two thousand two. Oh, his nickname is Stage. Yeah. Dave Williams uh, died of natural causes. Yeah. And you can find that on our BTT YHT Airworms playlist right now. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, primary topic for tonight. Uh, ben had this suggestion. Of a particular songwriter, we began the show with "Can't Fight the Moonlight," which is featured on the soundtrack to Coyote Ugly. 
and it is written by one Diane Warren. Oh, yeah. The. The Diane Warren. Diane Warren, which is not a real name. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can kind of tell. It's almost like those artists that they're like, you need to change your last name to not sound so ethnic. <laughs> Her name is Diane Eve Wolfberg. Yeah, they're probably like, we're going to need you to sound a little less ethnic. <laughs> Diane Eve Wyskowski. Something like, that. like, ooh, we're going to need you to change that Wyskowski. <laughs> Which happens a lot. But yeah, Diane Warren, um, one of my biggest influences when I was coming up, when I was younger, before, you know, the Max Martins of the world kind of came out, you know, hear all these great songs and you're like, oh, who's that by? Who's that by? Who's that by? And it's Diane Warren, Diane Warren, Diane Warren. It's an amazing writer um, who wrote more songs than I could have ever realized. Thank you, Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with me, with Diane Warren, uh, I immediately think of she's the, the queen of the soundtrack <laughs> and the, the queen of the power ballad. Yes. And... You know, you don't see, I guess you don't hear a lot of, about a lot of female songwriters in general. Yeah. Like, is she the best female songwriter of all time? Possibly. I think she's she's one of the best songwriters of all time. Yeah. Um, Like, the hits, the hits are there. And it Mm -hmm. it, kind of resonates on a different level than, like, we talked about Max Martin. Yeah. He is, uh, he is pop. Yeah. And he has his, um, I guess, kind of uh, signatures, his the attributes where you know it's a Max Martin mm-hmm. song. With Diane Warren, yeah, she has hers, but I think the the artist she has worked with is a lot more varied. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, she has, she wrote song with Aerosmith, this was all for one, mm-hmm. Celine Dion. <laughs> The Commodores, The Barge, mm-hmm. Glory Estefan, Michael Bolton, Millie Vanilli, uh, you, Monica. I was, I was about to come out of my mouth. It's like, don't forget Millie Vanilli. Blame uh, it on the rain. Selena. She wrote for Selena. Uh, Tony Braxton, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston. Um, so she's worked with some, she's worked with some superstars herself. Yeah, she really has. And typically has given them, you know, their biggest, if not one of their biggest hits, yeah. famously gave Aerosmith their first number one hit with I Don't Want to Miss a Thing from Armageddon, um, the um, critically acclaimed movie from Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, my side hurts. Uh, <laughs> I was really like, is he going to say that with a straight face? <laughs> um, so, I mean, and, and so like Greg said, you know, she was the queen of the soundtrack. You know, a lot of her biggest hits came from soundtracks. So, like, For You, I Will from the Space Jam soundtrack, um, How Do I Live, recorded by two artists, (laughs) Trisha Yearwood, and isn't she married to Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood? I don't know. Is that still? I don't know. I was going to say Mrs. Garth Brooks, but (laughs) Trisha Yearwood and Leanne Rimes. And then, of course, the song that we played in the opening um, from from Coyote Ugly, Can't Fight the Moonlight. I'm trying to think. There's, there's another one I can't think of. And then I think that's, so I don't think that's what she's doing now for the most part. 
Like all of her yeah. songs in the past, her biggest songs <clears throat> within the past five, six years have all been soundtracks. I really think she's yeah, trying she to get a grand, song. Uh, Oscar. Yeah. She has been nominated, <laughs> I believe, nine times for an Oscar. Yeah. And she is not, she is not, well, she, she is the Randy Newman now. Yeah. Like Randy Newman didn't win for a long time and now he has two. So it's like, <laughs> what does she have to do? To win one. So the fact that, so I I think in a sense, is she one of the best songwriters in the history of music? I definitely think so. In the history of pop music, you know, one of the best songwriters. But like, as far as it goes as decorations, I think she's incredibly underrated. She does not have one single Grammy for Song of the Year. Uh, let's see if she's been. She's been nominated. <laughs> she was nominated one, two, three times. Yeah. Uh, for Because You Love Me, uh, Oscar nominee. How Do I Live, mm-hmm. Oscar nominee. I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, Oscar nominee also. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what does she have to do? And, like, these songs were monsters. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what do you have to do? Like, your best shot doesn't get it done. You're probably like, man, what do I got to do to win this thing? Uh, she She only has one Grammy for best song written specifically for motion picture television. For nothing's gonna stop us us now, yeah. What, yeah, for nothing's gonna stop us now from uh, Mannequin 2. Was it Mannequin 2? Oh, Mannequin, sorry, it was the first one, (laughs) the first mannequin. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Um, as I said, she's been nominated uh, nine times. For an Oscar, uh, Song of the Year three times. Um, but like I said, she's a soundtrack queen. She wrote "You Haven't Seen the Last of Me," mm-hmm. which was nominated for a Golden Globe. So how many Golden Globe nominees does she have? She has five, and she's won once. Yeah, which you haven't seen the last of me yeah. <laughs> from the from Burlesque, uh, sung by Cher, I yeah. believe. Um, she was nominated for Rhythm of the Night, which kind of throws me a little bit. <laughs> And I think it's because it was from The Last Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. The Oscars wasn't going to give The Last yeah. Dragon any respect. Excuse me, I forgot. The critically acclaimed <laughs> Last Dragon, Barry Gordy presents The Last Dragon. <laughs> critically acclaimed. Barry Gordy's magnum opus it's, as far as film goes. Yeah. If you haven't seen The Last Dragon, go have a good laugh. It's a good movie now, but just go have a good laugh. It's a, it's a very... Uh, who directed that? Michael Schultz. He probably never worked again. I, I yeah. don't know who that is. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I always, I just, I feel like she has just been underappreciated by her peers. And I don't know if it's because she writes ballads. I don't know. I really do think with the way that music is going right now, I think she is ripe for a pop music comeback because we are more into down-tempo music now. So I think she could make a comeback. But at this point, I don't know if she wants to, because that would probably require her getting back into <clears throat> what's popular again. And I think sometimes it's also the, let's consider the um, critical or public perception of the artist that she's working with. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something in them. Okay, so nothing's going to stop us now. Starship? No one cares yeah. about Starship. Hey, man. Starship is... Because you <laughs> love me, Celine Dion, as much as... You should love Celine Dion. <laughs> Some people have something against Celine Dion. Uh, How do I live? That's because it was a Nicolas Cage movie. 
What happened to Leanne Rhymes? What is she doing? <laughs> oh, you know what? Also part of it? Okay. How do I live? That's Con Air. I don't want to miss a thing. That's Armageddon. Mm-hmm. See, her association with Michael Bay is also hurting her. So That's she needs she to get it. Michael Bay. She needs to do another Michael Bay film. No, no, no. No more, no Michael, more Bay? Michael Bay films. No more Michael Bay films. Why not? Hey, she needs to write a song for Transformers. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Uh, music of my heart. See, that's in sync. I mean, Glory. If it was just Gloria like Estefan, Estefan. Pro- they, she probably would have won. But because it's in sync on the song, they're like in nah, sync. Can't Ugh. do it. Can't give them a Grammy. Can't there, give them an there Oscar. There you'll be. That's Pearl Harbor. That's Michael another Michael Bay, Bay film, <laughs> which is a really good song. But it's just like that movie's like over three hours long. I, I want to watch it, but I don't have the patience. <laughs> uh, grateful. That's from uh, uh, Beyond the Lights. That's a movie that really nobody saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Till it happens to you. Um, if it if Lady it came Gaga, if yeah. this is, it was from the uh, the hunting ground. Yeah, which is about was, campus rape, right? Yeah. If it came, if that documentary came out two years later during the Me Too movement, during the Me Too movement, oh, yeah. it easily wins best. They push song. it. They push it because <laughs> it's much better than the Kesha song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh stand up for something. Um you couldn't have you couldn't have Common winning two Oscars. <laughs> Cuz he was a co he was a co-writer on that song. You can't have a rapper winning two Oscars. They would not allow it. <laughs> Even though they've allowed a lot more black people, they've invited more black people into the academy. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have Common with two Oscars. Even if even if it meant giving Diane Warren one, you can't have common with two. That wouldn't have been right. So there I are wonder, reasons she has not won. <laughs> I wonder if she can win a um because I didn't realize this came out in August of twenty seventeen. Could she get a, a, a NAACP image award? For what? Or a BET award for that song? Because it's got com- it was written with common. Um do wait do they have a song from a film award? I don't know because I see it was it was nominated for best original song at the Black Reel Awards, so I wonder like if can we get Diane Warren an NAACP image award? Uh, let's see. I don't think they have. Oh man, that'd be dope if they did. Yeah, I don't think they have that. Uh, do they have that category? No, they don't. They don't have that. Uh, they don't have that category. Oh, okay. Because I know Selena Gomez has one. He has an NAACP for Outstanding Song. Well, Selena Gomez. Oh, Go- but it was retired in. Oh. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be able to get it. I think. Maybe the dog. I don't I don't know. <laughs> So Common was nominated last year. Yeah. And Beyonce won for her song Freedom from Lemonade. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's going to be um I don't think she's gonna be nominated for it. Because it, it looks like it's a performer's award. Yeah. yeah. They don't give it to the songwriter. Yeah. I'd show up. Just show up anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what do you think? Um, 
as far as the songs that you know that what she's done as far as the soundtracks, what do you think uh, makes them makes the songs successful, or what makes them stick out as far as these songs define the film, or they it's a it's part of a defining <laughs> moment of the film? Because they're like the love themes, you know. It's like there's songs that there were there movies that have some sort of strong relationship and then the songs um have the songs kind of tap into that so like you know i don't want to miss a thing if you've seen the video you know errol smith Liv tyler steven tyler's daughter is in it she's crying over and i mean i don't i, I feel like I, I can spoil this movie you know her boyfriend her father dies excuse me because he has to stay on the rock if you haven't seen armageddon yet just sorry <laughs> so you know that's what she's crying over I don't want to miss a thing so it's like you know she's torn between you know the love she has for Ben Affleck I'm assuming I've never seen this movie I've just read about it Ben Affleck and then her father played by Bruce Willis who has to stay on the asteroid and he dies um, then you know how do I live without you I believe Con Air um, he's trying to get back to his do- his daughter right yeah he's been he's been released from yeah, prison and he's trying to see okay. and he's being flown to uh, Las Vegas, yeah, and that's where he's going to meet up with his daughter and yeah. wife. So it's like you know, it has these. But then the plane gets hijacked by John Malkovich, <laughs> who is underrated in that movie. <laughs> John Malkovich is so cool. Um, so yeah, I think her songs tap into the emotions you know that you're feeling from those movies, especially the the love part of it. I guess you could say, you know, um, there you'll be. Um, from Pearl Harbor, you know, it's, it's another love song. It, it's, and I think it works for those movies. Okay. Um, even though I'm mm. convinced that rhythm of the night was not written for the last dragon. They, I think they just, just took that song, but it fits. <laughs> well, I, it was, I mean, DeBarge performed the song, right? Yeah. And this was one of her first songs that became a single. Mm-hmm. And, I think it was just since DeBarge is on Motown, mm-hmm. it's all these Motown artists on the on the album. So we need a, we need a song for DeBarge. We need to put mm-hmm. you know because I think in the eighties <laughs> Motown tried to push DeBarge really hard. Yeah, but and it's, it could be a future episode also. DeBarge kind of like as a as a group and a family, uh, kind of self destructed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have an unsung? They did. I need to watch that. <laughs> um, but this was a with with that song. It was you know it it was it was put on the soundtrack so we could have a song for uh, probably our most popular group of the decade. Mm-hmm. And I I mean it. <laughs> I mean none of the songs really fit on the soundtrack. No, anyway. they did not. They didn't. <laughs> it was just a. It was just a. Uh, Let's just get a song in there. Yeah. Let's just play it somewhere. <laughs> uh, so I do yeah. wonder, though, like how, you know, where was she in her career for them to be like, oh, let's get her. <laughs> let's get Diane Warren to write this song. Or was it just a song like, you know? Well, um, they wanted to they wanted to put out a dance song for DeBarge. And they wanted it to be similar to all night long by Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. 
Which I, I who was also hear. on the label at the time. Yeah. And they wanted, uh, they wanted, yeah, basically they wanted a, a similar song to put on the soundtrack. And something that would feature Eldebarge because he he was the the mm-hmm. the Justin Timberlake of the group. <laughs> he was the, the Timberlake. He was the Michael of the group. Um, and uh, they brought in Richard Perry, who had produced for the Pointer Sisters, and uh, I think he brought in Diane Warren as the songwriter. Yeah, or maybe they did, but they they knew her from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they brought. So, okay. That's how that well, song actually, came about. Um, so uh, let's see here. So, because I knew I'd read something here before, and I, f- I found the article. I found I read. Um, it took until 1983 when she was hired as a staff writer by Laura Branigan's producer Jack White Damn. for her efforts to get some recognition. Two years later, DeBarge's rhythm, "Rhythm of the Night" became the first Diane song, Warren song to climb the charts. Um, so yeah, she was a staff writer. And, and I, that kept coming to my head, but yeah, she, she was wrote, a staff writer. Uh, she wrote the song Solitaire for Laura Branigan, which mm-hmm. went to, I think, the, the chart at number seven. So that was like her first, that was her first hit. Yeah. And then the, and then um, Rhythm of the Night was two years after that. So it's yeah. funny because as I was thinking, I was like, I knew she was a staff writer somewhere. A lot of people probably today, nowadays, staff writers are like a thing of the past. Like no yeah. one just hires a staff writer. You buy song. It's more freelance. You buy a song yeah. from someone. You buy a beat from someone. Like well, gone are the days of staff writers. <laughs> it's kind of like um, for those who are actors, like during that time, you would have actors sign. I think some actors still do it mm-hmm. if there's like a, fran- a possible franchise of a, uh, possible. Then... Um, like some actors would sign like they would sign a, a, a five movie contract with mm-hmm. MGM or something. Yeah. And, but now like mm-hmm. it would, I think like Chris Pratt signed a three movie deal. And one of them was, um, was uh, the one he did with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And he didn't really want to do that one. I hear that happens a lot, but there, there's always, there's, I think like it'll be a three movie contract one of them you really want to do. The other one of them is uh, okay. That's not too bad. And then one I was like, I don't want to do that. I read that about. <laughs> I, I watched Casa de Mi Padre with Will Ferrell. I heard he did not want to do that movie. It was contractual obligation. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> the movie, not the situation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So she was a staff writer, um, and I, I find that kind of interesting. You know, to think about that, like that's how long she's been in the game that she started out as a staff writer. And some, uh, like you said, a lot of record labels had that, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically at Motown. I felt like for a while, I thought Smokey Robinson wrote everything <laughs> <laughs> at Motown. He wrote for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wrote he wrote for everyone, but he didn't write everything. Yeah. <laughs> but it felt like yeah. everything of note he wrote. <laughs> if Smokey couldn't get us a hit, maybe it wasn't us. Maybe it wasn't Smokey. Yeah. It was us. <laughs> um Yeah, man. Um what do you th- as far as like stuff that's not on the soundtrack, um if she's not the well, she is the queen of the soundtrack to mm-hmm. me. Um 
I think she's the queen of the power ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, some power ballads on here, like uh, When I See You Smile by Bad English. When I see you smile. <laughs> uh, that was, I. that song sticks out to me because you know those commercials with uh, mm. selling the compilation CDs? Yes. Of like of there was always there was one of power ballads and that was always featured. Yeah, you see the scroll the scrolling of the songs and the artist and that like they're all in white, but the one in yellow that's the one that's playing Play, right yeah. now. <laughs> Isn't that the one that um, Bad English had Ted Nugent in it, right? That was Dan Yankees. Okay, never mind because I was thinking because it had it had the dude from uh, Sticks. It was like it was a super group. Yeah, Bad English had uh, the dude who sang um, "Missing You" or like "I Ain't Missing You." Oh, um, what is his name? John Waite. Yeah. Oh, Neil Sean was in there too. But yeah, okay, yeah, I like John Waite. I was thinking that I thought it was the video that um, that dude was that Pat Oswalt was making fun of. Neil Sean was he in Journey? Sticks? Journey. He's in Journey. Yeah. Okay, so this was a different super, super group. group. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that song is just that's one of those like <laughs> I mean I like the song. It's a cool song, but yeah, it's basically one of those like the metal band that had to release the power ballad. The hair hair metal. The hair metal band. Specifically. That yeah. was, it was the second single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the you had you had your 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 rock single. That was the first one mm-hmm. that got people's attention. But then the the power ballad that would get you the the, the ladies being yeah. in front at your concerts. Yes. <laughs> Which is what you needed. Yeah. And it shot up to number one on the charts. <laughs> thanks to Diane Warren. Um, uh, and uh, there was another rock power ballad, uh, Look Away by Chicago, that was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. with uh, Peter Cetera had already left, so he didn't sing on this one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he would have let her write no, that song. No. Yeah. David Foster would have intervened. Yeah. <laughs> and there would have been a fight. A fight I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there was another there was another power ballad so on here that I saw. So do you think she was there for any of the recording of Blame It on the Rain? <laughs> I, I feel like she was there, but she didn't see Millie Vanilli. Well, she saw a band she thought was was Millie Vanilli. <laughs> a few years later, like months later, she's like, that's not them. Wait, that's that's how the song sounded at the end. They're too young. They're, but I didn't. Who were these guys? They were, <laughs> they were too young. They didn't. And then, and then Frank, and then Frank Farian calls mysteriously. It's like, don't you see nothing? You signed a confidentiality yeah, agreement. Yeah, she had to sign an NDA. Um, and she uh, she wrote a song for Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, previously mentioned Laura Branigan, and and that, like so with the power battle, Michael Bolton. She is the one to blame for Michael Bolton. <laughs> I wouldn't blame her for Michael Bolton. Uh, but they actually wrote a lot of stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, They wrote uh, Time, Love, and Tenderness, which is, I believe, his biggest selling album. Somehow, it sold like 
like eight million copies or something like that. Um, yep, eight million in the U.S. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's also she's written for Michael W. Smith, uh, the Christian pop artist. If there is such a thing, Christian pop. There's Christian pop artists. I mean, yeah, sort of. And one thing that there's like you said, we talked about how do I live. Mm-hmm. It was a hit for Trisha Yearwood and for Leanne Rhymes. Yeah. Uh, that's not the first time that's happened as far as like, as far as like she wrote a song that was a hit two different times. Mm. Uh, she wrote, if you asked me to first recorded by Patti LaBelle for one of the bond movies Mm -hmm. and then Celine Dion. Oh, it was a hit both times. I didn't know that. (laughs) And you know, so having the, um, I th- that has to be the sign of a of, of a, good a song great writer. song, yeah, and a, and a great songwriter. Yeah, if even if you've heard the song before, well, you know what though, someone else can do it. And, Mark Chestnut did that too with "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing." Country artists, yeah. which that was happening a lot actually. Country artists were just covering pop songs <laughs> for the country stations. Um, pre YouTube, yeah, pre YouTube, <laughs> they were there. Written. Are they to blame? Um, I forgot that that happened a lot. I was just realized, like, yep, he. I forgot Mark Chestnut did cover that. Yeah. Um, what's uh, and and also I would. She's the the queen of the soundtrack and the power ballad. Um, would you say that she's the queen of the of adult contemporary? Radio. Mm, I mean, you could say that. I mean, she's one of those as people. As, the, as far as a songwriter goes. Yeah, I mean, because she's one of those people who I do think of when I think of adult contemporary, you know, early to mid 90s. A lot of her songs, and I guess maybe late 80s, a lot of her songs were getting played on the radio, um, you know, on Sunny 100, Light 97, whatever you want to call it, Peach 94.9. Um <laughs> In Augusta, it was Light 98. Yeah, that's what I was trying to Light 98. Like, a lot of those songs would get played on there. Um, and a lot of her songs, I mean, she was always more of a VH1 <laughs> songwriter, not an MTV songwriter. So when you, yeah, I mean, you could really think of that, you know, um, that she was more adult contemporary than anything. It just so happened to be, like, at the time, that was the pop of the day. Listening to her now, you're just like, you might think, like, how could this ever have passed as pop music? And it's just like, well, it worked. It was in big movies. It was, you know, big artists were singing her songs. That's how they were, you know, it was considered pop music because of that. I was trying to find the song that um, she wrote for, uh, it was performed by Regina Bell and JT Taylor. Um, I thought that was on a soundtrack, but I guess not. Okay. But, um, yeah, I would, because I guess the, the songs that, that are, you know, we have a playlist that we'll, um, we'll put a link to on our Facebook page at least. But some of the songs that I know I, I see on here were, I would hear them on those stations, uh, mm-hmm. and they were, it's it, they sound like they would be on those types of stations. Mm-hmm. Love will lead you back by Taylor Dane. One of my favorite songs ever. 
that is that has light ninety eight. Yeah, <laughs> written all over, and almost anything by Celine Dion. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There was a point yeah. at where I, at, when we were at West Georgia, where I was absolutely obsessed with "Love Will Lead You Back." Um, that and "Foolish Heart" I would listen to on repeat. Uh, "Love Will Lead You Back" is just like one of the. I, I just I can't describe what it is about it. You know, from the arrangement to just everything about it, I love that song. And that's still not my favorite song by her. But I was obsessed with that song. It is one of my favorites of all time. Um, if I could turn back time, you know, it's one of those, like, it's just like, even though it kind of has a rock feel to it, like, it's it's just, I don't know, it's just awesome. It's, yeah. And what uh, I guess another mark here is uh, taking artists like Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. As far as her music goes, Almost everything is associated with Babyface, yeah. Except for "Unbreak My Heart." Unbreak My Heart, which I'm willing to bet there are people who think he wrote that, yeah. Who don't know? Who just don't know? Um, and of, jeez, I I did not oh, realize that. Produced by I didn't realize the that David, David Foster. Foster. So maybe they didn't fight. <laughs> there was well, no we, fight. We don't know if they were in the same room. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> We don't know that. Um, I did not realize that. But yeah, you know, this is her signature song, you know. Um, and I imagine, you know, it was, you know, probably, oh, yeah, he played keyboard and piano and bass. <laughs> <laughs> he might be another get out. I got this. <laughs> um, oh, L.A. Reed was on it, too. He was a background vocal arranger. Huh. Interesting. Shanice Wilson. Oh, same background vocals on it huh okay i i you know what so i this, bet you had um, some power some star power behind it. i bet you she brought her in diane warren probably brought her in yeah yeah <laughs> um but this is yeah, this was her her signature song and um it was written by diane warren you know mid well not mid tempo this is more of a slower ballad this is probably closer to like 70 to 80 beats per minute um and uh, as a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to test me and see if I was right. Beats per minute are tempo. Unbreak my heart. Uh, I have 55. 50. Good Lord. It's even slower than I thought. <laughs> 55? God. Okay. I, I knew it was slow. What did I, I said between like 60 and uh, 70? Yeah. Yeah. That's dragging. <laughs> that is dragging. So, but yeah, I mean, it's that's there's nothing mid tempo about that at all. It was interesting. She wrote it as a ballad, and she wrote it as a dance song. Really? Just to see. I can't imagine that. that <laughs> well, that's... she, she. That's the way she heard the song. Yeah. And she said, "Some people only know it as a gay dance song." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they're, they're like, as far as like the, uh, there are plenty of remixes, uh, house music legend, Frankie Knuckles, <laughs> so has, uh, a couple of, uh, club mixes of the song. Um, I feel like I, I may have been his version, but I have heard an up-tempo dance version of this song. I have not heard one. Let's see if we could find one. I have, I have Cause, heard, I mean, um... cause it would be out of the norm for... 
uh, Diane Warren to have that kind of song. <laughs> I did not know this was on the same album as You're Making Me High. Yeah. Jeez, I thought like You're Making Me High came out way after this. That was that probably Let's see how this sounds. We're gonna skip ahead a little bit. This is the the Frankie Knuckles Frank to Drama Club Mix. I can hear why people would think it's a gay dance song because it has it has a house beat to it, which is known yeah. for being played in gay clubs. So yeah, I could hear it. It's kind of it's kind of nice though. But because I've been listening to '90s EDM, I have a '90s EDM playlist that I follow. This is all this. This all this is. It's a lot of. Nice. Someone on acid is just going ham for this, man. They're just going ham. And it's eight and a half minutes long. You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember that version of... Um, we were in Columbus that one night. We heard that version of Pieces of Me. Or Pieces of... Yeah, Pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson. Yeah. And it just went on what felt like forever. It's like It was like a 20-minute mix. That's what that reminds me of. They just took a song and was like, stretch it out. Like we don't even have to put words. Just they'll just they're just dancing to it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, it's not bad. It's just you know, that's not I guess what I think of when I hear this that song. But no, yeah, I'm thinking of the the video where Tyson Beckford uh, crashes his motorcycle. The hardest crash. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought he died for real. <laughs> Um, and the uh, Barbra Streisand style curly fro, yeah, with the with the huge um, orchestra behind her, like that was a really epic. Like that was back when videos like had plots. Yeah, like there was a plot. The the, the 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 millions of dollars were spent on the video yeah. because it was only going to be seen on TV. Yeah. Not on the interwebs. Not, not on your phone. There was, there was no YouTube. This was VH1 and BET. That's where this was going to be seen. And you had to make sure that you were there for the top 20 countdown or something. The the video did premiere on MTV, though. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, Diane Warren made it to MTV. What's up? Yeah. You go, girl. But where was it played the most? VH1 and BET. I don't yeah. know if BET even played it that much. I saw it on BET. Maybe, maybe it was night. played on BET because it had Tyson Beckford in it. Mm-hmm. She looked really good in that video. Yeah. She always looked good, though. But the song itself sounds like VH1. Yeah. <laughs> With all the Spanish guitar, the flamenco in there, and yeah. Um, What's uh, something else that may stick out to you about, about Diane Warren? I guess really just, I don't know, because for me, when I was growing up um, and writing and stuff, you know, all the songs I wrote were in that style. They were slow, they were, they were ballady, 
And so the thing I always connected with her on was her ability to to write those types of songs. So, you know, when it comes down to her being a huge influence on my early artistry, it was for those tempos. And I was just always sad that she never there was no place for her in modern pop music. Like when, when trap music and snap music and all that stuff was getting popular in the early two thousands going on. And, you know, I was like, there's no room for people like her and Babyface anymore, which were my two favorite songwriters growing up. Then of course, you know, Max Martin comes onto the scene and he becomes one of my favorites, but that's what always kind of stood out about her is like, I didn't feel like outside of it. I think we had this conversation we were like, you know, she better, you know, write another rhythm of the night. <laughs> yeah. If she, if she wants she to wants get, get popular, back on, yeah, she wants, she wants to get back on, on top. Cause like she just wasn't dominating the charts like she had in the past. But I think she found new life in writing for just writing for movies. She probably doesn't have to work as much. Yeah, and the weird thing now is with writing for movies, like there's a time, and you remember, sound the soundtrack for a movie was a big deal. It was, yeah. But now, you don't hear about soundtracks it's anymore. It's an afterthought, yeah. Like, uh, any new music written particularly for a film, you know, unless it's an animated film. Doesn't really go anywhere. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't get anything. Unless it's really. the greatest showman soundtrack somehow. Yeah, but. somehow that's still in there. But she, um, she keeps, you know, every year... It almost seems like she's writing a song or two for a movie. You know, is she going for an Oscar? Is she going for a Grammy? I don't know, but it seems to be like that's where she's found that her type of music can still survive. Well, here's the thing, though. You know how, like, with how uh, pop music or, or, you know, hip-hop music is produced today, Mm -hmm. the, like, we talked about the dude who did uh, the beat for Coco and mm-hmm. he only got $200 off of it. Yeah. There are m- less and less money is being spent yeah. on producers. Like it, it's a lot of new, new producers and mm-hmm. composers out there. There, what artist is working with Timberland besides Justin Timberlake? Yeah. You have to be Who's a big artist to get the big producers and to get, and if you want David Foster, oh. good luck. Oh. David Foster <laughs> is a record. Is your record company going to spend that kind of money? Yeah, but I think Diane Warren is kind of in that category mm-hmm. as far as if you want a song written by Diane Warren, you got to pay up, and it's probably movies that have that type of budget. Yeah, so you know, not it, just an, an album by so and so. So she ends up writing. I don't, well, she's not just writing one song a year, but she's getting. Uh, one song released a year, mm-hmm. I guess, and it's for a soundtrack. Yeah. So uh, you have the song that she did for uh, Marshall, mm-hmm. and before that, the one for The Hunting Ground, mm-hmm. and I guess before that, uh, the one that she did for um, Beyond the Lights. Mm-hmm. That's three songs in the mm-hmm. last four years that we know about that are big, <laughs> you know, and you know, you just don't hear, uh, you don't see, you don't see those songs as far as what her, uh, as far as her, like having these, uh, prolific singles, yeah, you know, of something that she's written. Like even just looking at what she's done within the past two years, um, she did the song, this is for my girls, 
Michelle Obama, the Michelle Obama song. Uh, we are looking for a home, Leona Lewis. Um, she has a song for Nathan Sykes, who I believe is from not One Direction, but The Wanted, I believe. A song for Leanne Rhymes, which she probably did as a favor because they worked together. A song for Cher, she probably does a favor. Some other, you know, not so well known artists. I think she, oh, she did one for um, she did one for Jennifer Hudson, but it's from a soundtrack. Samantha Harvey soundtrack. Willie Nelson a soundtrack. Cher the Cher song is a soundtrack. You know, so it's like, yeah, I think those are really the only. You know, they got the budget on a soundtrack. I can pay you. You know, stand up for something soundtrack. <laughs> so it's. I don't know. It's it's or maybe that's what she wants to do. Maybe she's just like, you know, I've I've had my time. I'm good. I'll just write a, you know, a, a few songs now. But that was that just always kind of made me sad that she didn't um she didn't she's I never felt like she's really gotten the modern day love that I feel she should get, but tastes change. So yeah. You know, if if people aren't into it, they're just not into it. Um, so do you think that it's more that I th- I think it's more that record companies won't pay for well that too like the money isn't there to pay for someone of her caliber well yeah and I, she's in the yeah. category with, with a lot of other songwriters and producers uh, but she's also one of those songwriters in that category you know and I, I guess I'll put David Foster there too that haven't had a lot of new age success outside of, you know, writing for movies. They haven't had a lot of, you know, like Max Martin, you know, you could look at at one point, you could look at the top 10 and he was on six of the songs, you know. When's the last time you could say that about, you know, not to mention, if anything, and this is not a, you know, an insult to Max Martin, but I do feel that like she was more about quality than quantity. So she was never trying to put out a ton of songs, but when she put out a song, it stayed. Well, I think with, with, the, and the difference between maybe her and a Max Martin, I do agree, like, the, with the quality versus quantity. Mm-hmm. Because Max Martin would do someone's entire album. Yeah. <laughs> Diane Warren would do one or two songs. And, yeah, that's just not her style, you know. Yeah. So, you know, like, the songs the, the songs that she did, you know, it's like, it was kind of like at one point, like, all right, if she does a song for you, it might be the biggest song of your career or anyone's career. Like that was a, she was like a home run threat at a certain point. Like you have to walk her (laughs) her. (laughs) because her songs were that big. And so, you know, maybe that sets up too big of a, a standard. I don't know, but like, I just, I mean, and I'm sure she's not hurting for money. I'm sure she's just fine. She's just someone that I wish that people, you know, nowadays could enjoy as much as I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, is she going to change her writing style? Like, I don't think any, any anything like that's going to happen. I think she has to write with or work with artists or artists be willing to work with her that have made these ballad like slower tempo songs. Yeah. Uh, she did. Um, uh, let me pull up here. And so, I mean, like she's worked cuts, with Beyonce. You know? Yeah. But that's. I was here as a is a deep cut. cut. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if Adele's willing to work with her 
or so I think Ed she could make an amazing Adele record. Yeah, if Adele was willing to work with her, I think she could. As a matter of fact, I think she could probably write the best song Adele's ever had whenever she comes out of retirement. <laughs> you know, but is she gonna? Is you know, is that somebody that she even wants to work with? You know, or does Adele want to work with the people that she's used to working with? You know, because a lot of these songs, like if you look on her credits, they have a lot of co-writers. No, <laughs> there's not a lot of co-writers, which, in my opinion, too, just goes to her, goes to the credit of her talent. But like this, chronologically, as far as this, her songs, um, the last time she worked with somebody was Lady Gaga. Yeah. Before that, someone named Belinda. <laughs> a Spanish, uh, a Mexican singer. And she, she wrote with Avril Lavigne. What song she wrote with Avril Lavigne? It's called Won't Let You Go. Oh, it I was actually unreleased. Well, I it released somewhere, I guess, if yeah. you've heard it. Yeah, but like even looking at some of her biggest hits, they were, she wrote them herself. Yeah. Like she just doesn't work with a lot of people. And I think that's just a, I guess that's just a, a style thing. Like this, she might come up with something and and it's great enough to where, you know, you don't need it. it, it, it <laughs> we don't, you don't have to bring somebody in to add something or to change something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like uh let's see, where's that song by uh put in alphabetical order here. The song she did with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. She wrote herself. Yeah, I was here. Yeah. Which is surprising for a for Beyonce, Beyonce song. song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause somebody will write something and then all of a sudden there's eight other writers on it. Yeah. But not Diane Warren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she told, um, Matthew Tricky Knowles and, Tr- and Matthew Knowles and the dream told them to get out. <laughs> but you have to imagine though, like, you know, and I would imagine someone like the dream who is a writer himself probably understands who she is and granted or this could have been a song they bought from her i don't know but like i would imagine she's one of those people if she walks into a room she's got respect (laughs) it's like oh this is diane warren she (laughs) we don't mess with her song (laughs) so it's just like i imagine she's one of those type of writers where it's just like no we're not gonna she's good you know she's got that cred at least that's how i would treat her you know she's got that cred so, all right. Um, well, at this point, I know we didn't play a lot of music. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add about Diane Warren? Nothing that I can say that I haven't already said. <laughs> you know, that I just, I would love to see her make a comeback. Like, now that you mention it, I do think that her working with Adele would be a dream come true, at least for me. Yeah. I know she might not do her whole album, but she could at least give her like two she, really good songs. Historically, she does not do someone's whole album. No, she doesn't. <laughs> and so I could. She'll do a max, max three songs. Yeah. And she, I think she could give her a really big song. Yeah. Um, or even if there's a soundtrack, like, so what? She did Skyfall, Adele. Yeah. Maybe if we get another Bond movie, maybe she writes the theme and she gives it to Adele. And it becomes the biggest song we've ever seen in the history of songs. <laughs> Because, you know, she's like that old home run hitter. She's Eddie Murray. She still got one in her. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is uh, when Adele comes out of retirement, she wants to work with, and then, you know, she can work with Diane Warren. 
what's going to help. And this is why, like, Hello is a is a good song. Mm-hmm. But the reason why it's so popular is because it was, what, five years after the last album? Mm-hmm. Four or five years? So people were so hungry. so hungry for Adele. They played the hell out of that song. Yes, they did. So if it's the first single, yeah, it's going <laughs> to blow up. It's going to blow up. And that wasn't even, I don't know if, how you feel. I don't even feel like that was the best single song on that album. No. It wasn't. Like, I feel like um, Water Under the Bridge was much better <laughs> than that song. I liked uh, uh, I Send Your, your love, love to you, to Your New Lover. Yeah, which is what they Send played when she won Album of the Year. They didn't play Hello. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. even they knew, like, eh, it's, yeah, it's not the best. It's not bad, but it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's... Uh, I think, and I still think in this case, it could be like one of her best songs. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Um, well, that will do it for our um, discussion on Diane Warren, the queen of the soundtrack, <laughs> uh, the ballad, and adult contemporary radio. <laughs> How did she never work with Kenny G? <laughs> I thought she did. Did she? Okay, because they just sound like they just would be. They should be married or something. <laughs> I thought I saw Kenny G on here. Maybe I was looking at somebody else's. Well, he was on Missing You by Michael Bolton, so maybe that was it. Yeah. No, I think I see I see her as a writer. Yeah, by the time this night is over. Song by Kenny G featuring people Bryson. I miss Missing You Now, Michael Bolton featuring Kenny G. And Are another you know artist they told, they're probably told you sound too ethnic Kenneth Bruce Gorlick <laughs> you sound too ethnic bro oh, oh that's Kenny G that's Kia. <laughs> Kenneth Bruce Gorlick they definitely told him he sound too many <laughs> he sound too <laughs> ethnic um, and so that would do it for our discussion Diane Warren and you can uh Check out our playlist of selected Diane Warren songs called BTTYHT, written by Diane Warren on uh, Spotify. And uh, we'll get to my earworm of the week. Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, old school R&B lately uh, nice. because of a radio show that I helped produce. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this song, uh, when you hear the song, there are probably two or three other songs you will recognize sampled it. Hmm. So, uh, get the volume up to play it. This is from, uh, this is probably something that we could discuss one day if I could find more information about it. This is a, from a collaboration album, Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye. Hmm. Simply called Diana and Marvin. And from the little anecdotes I've read about the making of this album, Mm -hmm. one, I feel like it would make a great movie. (laughs) And uh, two, I I think it's, we we need to delve into some Motown related topics. Yeah. Someday. I'm pretty sure there's a lot going on there that to be explored. Yeah. Uh, So this song is called Stop, Look, Listen to Your Heart by Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye. 
and uh, parts of it will be instantly recognizable in another <laughs> song. So we're going to play that, and we'll be right back. and Marvin Gaye and Ben what did that remind you of so it there's two songs and I preferred one over the other Mesmerized by Ja Rule and Ashanti and of course Tell Me by Smiles and Stop Star Baby that's, that's what oh whoa 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 yeah that's oh that's my jam oh man shout out to Trent that's my jam <laughs> used to bang that all the time man oh, oh man. god what happened to those guys Smiles and South Star. I have no clue. No clue. They're probably just out doing their thing. They, I mean, one hit wonders. Yeah. But Smiles and South Star are... It says was, so I guess they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> huh, was yeah. they on years active? Uh, 2002 to 2010. Mm. From Orlando. Yeah, I knew they were from Florida. Yeah. I didn't know there was a big active hip-hop scene. <laughs> in Orlando but yeah man that oh god yeah that was that was a good song alright well uh, one thing that we didn't get to and we have a little bit of time is the the charts ah yes we did not um, I'm just gonna go with this week I know we didn't do a show last week but with this week number one still number one is In My Feelings by the Perpetual Kentucky Recruit don't kill yourself doing this thing, people. Please don't hurt yeah, yourself. Yeah, uh, I saw one kid. Uh, he <laughs> slipped and fell, and then got hit by the car. But he had his his friend driving the car going 15 miles an hour. That's still fast enough to get you killed. Yeah. Despite yeah, what you may believe. Um, number two, 
I Like It by the love and hip hop legend Cardi B featuring Bad Bunny and J Balvin or J Balvin. Balvin. <laughs> Number three, Adam and the Levines featuring love and hip hop legend Cardi B uh, with Girls Like You. Number four, Fifi by 6ix9ine featuring Nicki Minaj and Murder Beats. I haven't heard it I haven't yet. heard that song. Yeah. Well, actually, I did. I did. Okay. I, I didn't really care for it, actually. <laughs> Number five, Better Now by Sirius Malone. So he's got another song. I think we've heard like two or three, like two other songs mm-hmm. um, that just stayed in the top ten. Uh, number six, Nice for What by the Perpetual Kentucky Recruit. Number seven, Boot Up by LMA. Have you heard that song? Oh, I love this song. Boot Up, I love yeah. it. Uh, number eight, Lucid Dreams by Juice World, which I, I did hear the song. Yeah. And there are like 12 other songs. That's Apple, yeah. uh, Sting is getting paid. <laughs> what's the name of the song again? Uh, Shape, Shape of My, my Heart. Heart. Shape yeah. of My Heart by Sting. But I know they're all sampling it because of Love in Your Mouth. Yeah. It's, they're like, Sting? <laughs> the dude from the police? Well, everyone except for Craig David. Yeah, because he had Sting on the <laughs> He had Sting on the song. <laughs> Uh, number nine, a psycho by Sirius Malone featuring Ty Dolla Sign, and number ten, is he back? Tyga, I, I was thinking the same thing. Tyga featuring Offset song Taste, huh? It's, it's a that's a strong feature. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very I, I strong. Think, feature. I think it's a hit because Offset's on it. More than likely, rather than that, it's he is one of Tyga. our friends from Gwinnett, like Tyga. Who's listen like I haven't listened to a I haven't heard of any Tyga since Rack City. Rack City, honestly. bitch, Rack, Rack City. <laughs> and that was what, six, seven years ago. Oh. Yes, yeah, that's, that's I forgot about that song. <laughs> uh let's go to the Billboard two hundred. These are the albums. Number one, Scorpion. Still. By the Perpetual Kentucky Recruit. Number two, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Sirius Malone. Number three, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the soundtrack. Mm. So this is the sequel to uh, the film version of Mamma Mia, which had Amanda Seyfried, or Sif- I forget how to pronounce her the last chick name. chick from Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Meryl Streep. I don't think Meryl Streep is in this one. Okay. I've never, I've seen none of them. So. Uh, it's only, it's this is the second one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but Mamma Mia, as you know, is uh, the, a jukebox musical with the music of ABBA. Yeah. And so there's more ABBA yeah. <laughs> on this one. Uh, number four, Question Mark by Tentacion, Rest in peace. Number five, Invasion of Privacy by the love and hip-hop legend Cardi B. Number six, Goodbye and Good Riddance by Juice World. Number seven, Rolling Papers 2 by Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> Number eight, it's still there. The greatest showman soundtrack. <laughs> the strongest soundtrack in the game. Yeah. Um, number nine. I, that, that, yeah. Yeah. Number yeah. nine. Reputation by the fake news of pop music. Making it out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see that coming. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's probably because her tour is kicked off finally. Yeah. And rounding out the top ten, Harder Than Ever by Lil Baby. I think he has the song Yes Indeed. Mm. I like the song. It's catchy. 
it's really short. It's, it's like barely two minutes. Mm. Yeah. And he got the he's he's one of these artists that got the Drake co-sign. So okay, <laughs> of course it's a it's a hit. Um, and that will bring us to the artist artist one hundred. Just a second to pull it up here. So. Do you have it pulled up? Yeah. Uh, so number one, and he's been at number one for four weeks, the perpetual Kentucky recruit. Mm. Uh, number two, Sirius Malone. Do you take him seriously yet? Nah. Like they said, not till he bathed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, so they just released a, sing- a single, I think today, okay. and it sounds like, it. I mean, I think this is right in time. For 2K? Yes. <laughs> the trailer for 2K will be dropping within the next month. Um, the retired, possibly unretired 2K Legends. It sounds like it could be on 2K. So we'll see. So it's a 2K-worthy it's a song. It is a 2K-worthy <laughs> song. Um, number four, we're not as worried about them. Uh, still a little. Though. But still a little. A little bit. Number five, the love and hip-hop legend Cardi B. Number six, XXX Tentacion, rest in peace. Number seven, the fake news of pop music. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, number eight, um, Adam Levine, the Adam Levines, or I heard someone say Adam Levine in the Maroon Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, number nine, the most influential artist in black music. And number 10, the strongest ponytail in the game and recently engaged. Yeah. Uh, just missing the top ten, the Canadian John Mayer, yeah, uh, Juice World, and the Nickelback of country, country music. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw someone post that Drake is the Nickelback of rap. Uh, I don't know. It was it, supposed like, to be an unpopular opinion, but it was like, yeah, Drake is the Nickelback of rap. But that means his songs sound the same, I, which I don't think they do. I think if anything, he's more the um, um, the confused. The confused, um, or I'm trying to think of like how to say like. N- right now, I'm from here. An album later, I'll be from here. Another <laughs> album, I'll be from here. Because at what I, I would say like, um, what came before nothing was ever the same. Um, if you're reading this, it's too late. No, hold on. No, or uh, with Marvin's room. Take care. That's when I think he thought he was from Atlanta. <laughs> When he kept talking about his girls at Georgia State. <laughs> he might have, uh, and I'm I'm totally making this up, hometown dysmorphic disorder. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, Take Care came out in 2011. All my exes live in Texas, except for the ones that go to Georgia State. Whether He's right. He's I'm from Atlanta. I'm, I'm, I moved on from Houston. Now I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> and, with, and I guess with views... Even though it was views from the six, which means it's a uh, related to his hometown. Mm-hmm. With the uh, with the songs, he thought he was from Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> and now with this album, he thinks he's from New Orleans. Yeah. I'm trying to think which which one. What was? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm looking at this. Yeah, he thought he was from <laughs> Controller and um one um, dance one dance to do 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 Yeah, he's. Hotline, even Hotline Bling, yeah, has a little bit of dance hall in it. Yeah. 
So yeah, he just he just be thinking he's from wherever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, that'll do. It. We just want to get to the charts real quick. Mm-hmm. So Ben, can you tell the people where we can be found? Yes, I can. Um. So sometimes we're on Facebook Live. Sometimes we're not. Um. Greg wasn't feeling himself. No. So Maybe we were not time. on there. Maybe next time. <laughs> but if you find us on Facebook, we go live sometimes. Watch us. Old videos are up there. Um, Greg be posting pictures. They're cool. Check them out. Um, if you want to find our Facebook, it is facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, if you want to find us on the gram, because Darren just says everything for the gram. Like, that's all of his posts for the gram. For the gram. He forgot it once. I was like, for the gram? Question mark. He's like, everything is for the gram. <laughs> if you want to find us on the gram, um, look us up at by the time you hear this. Um, and we also have a website, www.bythetimeyouhearthis.com. The uh, Instagram as well as our email address at gmail.com is, hold on, reversed. The website as well as our Facebook is By the Time You Hear This with the word you, Y-O-U. Um, on the gram and our email address at gmail.com, it is spelled with the letter U, and that is because we're upstanding and not under investigation. Nope. And not... Um, and not going around and saying collusion is not illegal. So that's what we moved to. We've moved to like, what collusion to? Well, I mean, it's not like it's illegal. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I think people found some like law book search engine, mm-hmm. typed in collusion and found no results. So they think mm-hmm. it's not a crime. It's like, so uh, another word for it is conspiracy. <laughs> I pray to God, Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York and lawyer, didn't just like type it in and was like it's not showing up. No, guess we See, can collusions not you can guess means we can do it. No, <laughs> hope to God he doesn't like type in murder and spell it wrong. <laughs> it's like it's not there. M-E-R. I can do it. <laughs> oh, I guess I can kill people now. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's it's illegal. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, you can reach us th- those ways. Email us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you want to listen to us on the go. Um, check us out on iTunes, on Google Music. Uh, we mentioned Listen Notes. You can hear us on Podomatic. You can hear us on Castbox, Overcast, Satchel Podcast, um, TuneIn Radio, um, and really any of the podcast aggregate sites, apps, whatever you want to go to. Um, we appreciate all the listens. We appreciate the people who have hung in there with us. And um, yeah. Oh, don't forget about listen notes. Yes, it listen notes. Yeah, listen notes. Okay, yes. Yeah, go on there, search for whatever we're talking about. You should find us. Yeah. So you should be able to search Diane Warren mm-hmm. for this episode, and you should see our podcast for that. And if you don't see us, complain, complain. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, a post. It was like uh, this dude at his job. His HR called him. He thought it was because he was in trouble. And they said, no, your sis- your 11-year-old sister has been like commenting on all of our pictures saying we should give you a raise. <laughs> so don't do that. But, you know, complain. So, what, so it didn't work? Probably not. Oh. <laughs> I hope this dude still has a job. <laughs> like, get your sister off the gram. <laughs> all right. So that'll do it for our program. And I think we should end it with uh, the song that it wasn't the first hit, but it was kind of the song that set it off mm-hmm. for Diane Warren. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, Rhythm of the Night mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. DeBarge mm-hmm. from the sound from the album Rhythm of the Night, 
See, that was when in the eighties, if you had a hit song, you named it. That album. was the name yeah. of the album. Didn't matter. Just name that. It doesn't album. matter what concept you had. Yeah, that's the name of the album. That's how we sell <laughs> records. Uh, in some cases. That was also the name of the band. <laughs> <laughs> it was the name of the song and the band and the album. <laughs> Brand recognition. Um, and, uh, of course, it's from the uh, the incredible uh, Barry Gordy film. Yes. <laughs> the last yes. <laughs> Snuffed by the Oscars, I might add. Um, totally denied. Don't understand why. I mean, it might have been the song about the upset stomach with the broken, broken heart. heart. Maybe it could have been, you I, which know, was I still believe it's a Stevie Wonder demo, the ham-fisted <laughs> performance of Eddie Arcade, Arcadia, um, or maybe just maybe Vanity was just too subtle. Yeah, you know, or Tay Mac just was too over the top. <laughs> or they found out that Daddy Green's Pizza is not a real place, <laughs> and they were pissed. It's like, who is the Shogun of Harlem? <laughs> was this feudal Japan? Like, is that what it's supposed to be? Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of undertones there that people just did not understand. And a lot of cultural appropriation yes. that no one talks about. Oh, the God, the racism with the, well, no, yeah, the appropriation with the, um, the Asian. Both ways, yeah. though. Both ways. Yeah. <laughs> You take your holy ass down to chop chop. <laughs> God, how was that like okay? I guess it was, it was like the 80s. Ni- it was 1985. It was the 80s. They didn't care. They just did that not. They would not fly today. They were like the Asian Beastie Boys. Like it was. <laughs> None of that will fly today. None of that. None of that will fly. Oh man, we should do an episode on the movie, even though it's not a music movie. It kinda, There's enough it music is. in there, though. Yeah. We'll probably just do one anyway. Because the little boy wants to be a he wants to be the dancer, and yeah, yeah. There's a lot of music in there. We'll, probably, we'll do it anyway. Feudal Japan. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is rhythm of the night by DeBarge. Thank you everyone for listening. And uh, hashtag Missy Elliott Video Vanguard 2019. Yes. Celebration starting